This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. How you doing with all your holiday preparations? I got nothing. Like seriously, I got nothing. I'm very, very much behind. We're getting new windows put in the house. My husband doesn't see the urgency in the matter. So, you know, there's just sawdust and insulation sticking out. I'm trying to hang tinsel on it. And every time I go online to buy something, I get myself another pair of shoes. So that's where we're at. But I have very good news. I have a new friend and she's my astrologer and I'm crazy about what I'm learning. And today I want to share what I'm learning from Jenny Stone with you. Talking about living by the moon, talking about getting messages from the universe. I mean, come on. Think about the spinning rock that you're on. Random? I don't know. So during the void of the moon, when the moon is not making aspects to other planets, and I say that like I know what it means, I don't, and we don't need to know. We just need to hang out with Jenny. She'll tell you when the moon is void, and when the moon is void, here's the deal. Our judgment is impaired. Things don't turn out as planned. Projects that are started during a void turn out to be problematic right? So maybe it's not you. Maybe you're just doing things on the wrong day. The people you meet during a void moon either don't stay in your life or they turn out to be a problem. So on the moon's void, do not walk into the Mercedes showroom or into Neiman Marcus because that snazzy thing you pick up looks like a bargain, but in the long run, it won't be. There are good things to do during a void moon. Be goofy, hang out, chat, laugh, go to the dollar store or meditate. But do not start a new job when the moon is void. Buying a house, apartment, don't have a closing on the void moon. Now, during Mercury retrograde, you've all heard about that. Business deals unwind or require do-overs. Travel plans can go sideways. So you don't want to launch a business website or publicity campaign during a Mercury retrograde. Also don't want to visit the new dentist for the first time. Mercury retrogrades I have come to love with Jenny's guidance. It's a time for looking at things again. When it rains, the fishermen repair the nets. When it's Mercury retrograde, we fix things up too. We take another look at things. All of this I've learned from Jenny Stone. So Jenny Stone has written a new book. It's called Power, Purpose, and Direction, Astrology for the 2020s. Pick up Jenny Stone's book and you'll also get a personal prediction about your North Node in the back of the book. So what I'm learning through astrology is... The planets are trying to talk to us? Let me just say, yes, the God, God's our creator, the universe is trying to talk to us. In Roman times, it was the planets were gods. And now we have a much bigger understanding. But yes, the gods are trying to talk to us. And why are they trying to talk to us? Just to sort of guide us along? That's part of it. But I think they are interested in our evolution and I think they collectively have evolved so it's no longer the God who spoke to one person and it was translated through the ages I think that creator has also evolved 
Wow. 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 <laughs> but he's still trying to speak to us. Yeah. I saw a wonderful quote just last night. I was reading the Four Agreements again. Yes. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And he said in the book, it's not the star that makes the light. It's the light that, that makes, makes the, the star. star. We are light and we're connected to that more universal consciousness. Mm. And yes, the planets speak to us. They speak to us collectively and they speak to us individually. And I was thinking about that on the journey. Collectively, we are seeing what's wrong with authority figures, corporations, governments, but individually, it is so much more difficult because you can't fire your father. You have to go through the process. Now, some corporations are going to fall by the wayside. What was the big one that was sued for opioids oh, and had right. to go into bankruptcy? But if it's your father who's the authority figure, who are you going to sue? You just have to go through it. And forgive and, and for come out the other side have, with a bigger wisdom. Let's go look at the planets and, and, and so we'll have an understanding of what they represent. In naming them, there's power. In naming the individual attributes of the different planets, there's power. What do you mean? Power for us, power for them? If, if it's an emotion and you say, I am sad, I am happy, in just naming that emotion, you gain the power of understanding it. And just the same with the sun and the moon and the planets, through understanding it, through naming it as the moon, reflective, female, loving, nurturing. And they use it a symbol to express all of that in just a few words instead of a whole paragraph. Instead of the moon, we're say we're finding the power of reflection, the, femininity, what exactly, else? Exactly, nurturing. Nurturing. That's all in the moon. And all and our emotional energy that exists within us. Yes. You find the stories in the planets. Yes. I can find them in the saints. Exactly. And Mary, when she was depicted often, is depicted standing on the moon. Yes. Standing on the moon. Yes. So there's a feminine icon there. But anyway. So and she was possibly the only perfect parent that ever existed. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Setting us all up for failure. No, no, no. Um, so if that's what the moon represents, then the sun, that comes next. The sun is the central ego of authority within us that we want to express. And some of us need to learn how to express it. And some of us have got a little too much of it okay. and are overbearing with it. So the sun is our ego. So I'm a Pisces. Is that my sun sign? Is that how it works? Is my ego in Pisces? Well, the sun is so big and so powerful that we almost can't express it except through the signs. Just as we're beginning to see the power of the presidency, but the presidency was expressed differently as Lincoln or as... Reagan... Exactly. So we see the power of the sun through the signs. You see the power of the sun through the signs. Wow. Okay. I just <laughs> a little bell went off. So the sun is so big. What the sun represents is so big that we can't just we can't just say the sun. We have to say the sun in Pisces, the sun in Cancer, the sun in Leo, and in some places he's happier than others. Where is the sun happiest? 
Leo. He shines. He's big. He's magnificent. He's generous. He's, it's summertime. It's summertime fun. They've done the planting. They did the work. <laughs> and yeah. now it's time to really celebrate to and shine. bring all the children out. We're going to go back to that thought in one minute. Jenny Stone is our guest. We're talking about her new book, Power, Purpose, Direction. I got my copy. You should get yours. Let's go back to the planets and Mercury. Mercury is the messenger. He just flies around heaven. And if you've ever seen pictures, he's this good-looking guy with great abs. (laughs) And little wings. And little wings. That's Mercury. And then Mars. Mars expresses the male ego okay. and the warlike, the necessary doing part of ourselves without which we'd all be in bed every day. So we all have a little Mars in us. And right. we all have Venus in us. And we all have Venus. And when you put those two together, you get the creative impulse. Mars and Venus together. Yes. Create. Ooh, wow. I bet a lot of artists have Mars and Venus in their signs. They do. So Venus is feminine, receptive, and social. The moon is feminine and reflective. Okay, got it. Jupiter. Jupiter is the big fatso. He's very generous. In Greek and Roman mythology, he was the king of the heavens. But the great thing about the the mythology is that they had human attributes, and some of them weren't so good. And he just, as Jupiter, would run around heaven and make babies all day. Oh. And his wife used to get very mad. Yes. (laughs) I think it dated him. Okay. Saturn? Saturn is what we're experiencing now, which is the parent, the authority figure. It could be mother, father. If you come from a matriarchal family, then it's the mother. But it's still the authority figure that sets the limits and says you have to be self-disciplined first to have breakfast, get out of bed, clean your room, do your stuff. And we're experiencing that very strongly now. Why? What is Saturn doing right now? Where is Saturn in the sky that this matters? It's in its own sign, which is Capricorn, where it's very strong. But it's also very spiritually evolved and telling us what's wrong with all the authority figures mm-hmm. and how they're not acting very ethically. All right, so the principal just walked into the room. Exactly. Got it. Uh, Uranus. The, the Greeks and Romans didn't know about Uranus. They, it was discovered. It wasn't visible in the sky. But that's the maverick. That's, he, ro- he rolls around sideways. He is here to break up what's existing, make new rules. No, we don't like it that way. Let's have it a different way. And depending on the sign he's going through, that's what has to get broken up in order for something new to be born and evolving. So Uranus brings uh, disruption. Yes. And that's sometimes necessary. We wouldn't evolve without it. Okay. Neptune? Neptune is that dreamy place, that dreamy spiritual place. And I always think of Neptune as a photograph. And a photograph is just a layer of paper, but it's so much more. It's your memories. It's how you recognize people and remember your past. Mm. But does it exist in the layer of paper? Of course not. 
it's somewhere between the layer of paper and you. So it's that dreamy place of fantasy, but a very evolved and mystical kind of fantasy. Wow, that's wonderful. And what a beautiful imagery. The paper is a picture of the memory. Yes. But the memory's not there. Right. The memory's in you. Yes. Wow, okay. So thank you, Neptune, for mystery and imagination. Now, Pluto and, and what is this planet? Sharon, how do you say this? These, these, these two are a binary system. They're almost exactly the same size, but if you can imagine these two revolving around each other in a very disruptive kind of way, <laughs> so that you sometimes see one, you sometimes see the other, but it fascinates you. How do you say the other one? Pluto and... And Sharon. Pluto and Sharon. And so, that's the moon. Oh, and it's the only binary system in the whole of our solar system. That where you see one, you see the other. Yes. Except for our Earth and our moon. But the difference in size is very striking. Pluto and Sharon almost exactly the same size. Wow. And instead of the moon going round the sun, you get them revolving around each other, like two birds chasing each other. Right. That's why it's so fascinating. We've never seen anything like that. No. So what do they, what do they mean? It means that something has to die in order for something to be reborn. And when it comes through, and it comes through your chart very slowly, so it could be a childhood situation where it's necessary for you to move out of childhood in order to evolve and transform. So everyone has Pluto and Sharon in their chart? Oh, yes. And everybody has all of the planets. So when, when, you, when you do a chart for someone, it's a snapshot of the heavens the moment they were born. Exactly. And that energy that was present in the universe influences and informs the path that this child will walk on, yes? To some extent, to some extent. I mean, imagine two babies being born exactly the same time in a hospital, the same place. Mm -hmm. They're not the same person. They live in the same energy structure. But there's a soul. The soul makes the choices, not the energy structure. Right. The house Imagine the energy structure being a house. You've got to learn where the bathroom is. And maybe there's an extra secret bathroom you didn't know about. Maybe there's an extra kitchen or a, a closet that's got some secret gifts in there. It's up to the soul to discover what the energy pattern can do. So those are the planets. So, so now I know Mercury is the messenger and Mars is the masculine fighter and Venus is the feminine receptor, receptive Part. Jupiter, Jupiter, was that the big jolly That's the guy? the big jolly guy. <laughs> big jolly guy, expansive, optimistic. Saturn is about boundaries and limitations. Uh, Uranus, the maverick, disorderly and disruptive, you know, turning up, turning the tables over. Neptune, yes? Yes. Neptune is a mystery, imagination, illusion. Pluto and Sharon, they, you say here in the book, they work together like a Trojan horse that invades quietly to bring down order and replace it with something more evolved. That's yes. amazing. Yes. That's amazing. All right, so now we know the planets, okay? We yes. Know the sun is too big to express, so it, we, we talk about the sun in the different signs. Let's go through the signs, could we? And if you could just give us a word about each, what each sign means. And I know we start with Aries. 
we start with Aries and think of this as the hero's journey. Aries setting out on that wonderful adventure. Taurus says, okay, slow down. Going too fast. Going too fast. Slow down. You need stuff. Gemini is, before he goes off, he walks around the neighborhood and says goodbye to the neighbors. Gemini is a little social. Yes, nonstop. (laughs) And then his mom says, no, wait, come home. Come home before you leave. Come home. So he goes home in Cancer. In Leo, he sets off. Right. But he sets off in high spirits. Then comes Virgo, and Virgo is the work that you have to do, the journey you have to take slowly, slowly. (laughs) Then we come to Libra, which is like all the people you know and all the people the hero meets on the journey. So it's companionship and a little bit of social and a little bit of fun. But then we come to Scorpio. And Scorpio is the place where you're tried. That's the challenge. You have to reach in the depths of yourself to renew. And Scorpio is the renewal. And then we come to Sagittarius. Okay, we've been through the depths. We've killed the monster. We need to have some fun. We're on our way. Journey, journey. Distant lands. And finally, our hero comes to Capricorn, which is the mountain. The mountain you have to climb because heroes are tested at every step of the way. But our hero gets to the top of the mountain, looks back and says, wait a minute, there are people at the bottom I have to help. Mm. I have to help them up the mountain. So in Capricorn, you get this divide of work, 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 be practical, move along, and a little bit spiritual. And then our hero's on his way home. And he spreads the news as he goes. And he goes through Aquarius and he talks to people and he makes friends and he's got a story to tell. And finally our hero comes home in Pisces. And in Pisces he rests, he relaxes, he tells his story, he celebrates the end of the journey. Where do you fall? (laughs) I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo with a lot of Capricorn. And you have a Capricorn moon too. And I have a Capricorn moon. And don't I have a Leo rising? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you see. Yeah, okay. So, so um, we I'm, get through, to go through all the signs. It's not just one. In a lifetime. Yes. So I know I'm a Pisces. My rising sign is Leo. But what does that mean? Does that mean when I was born, wh- where was Leo? If you imagine that section of the sky and the line that goes across is the horizon so on the eastern side where the sun rises that was rising in the sign of leo it doesn't mean the sun was in leo it means it was in that section of the sky at that moment yeah so i have a little bit of leo in me you have a lot of leo and I have my moon. The moon was in Capricorn when the I was born. The moon was in Capricorn. I couldn't be happier with my signs. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm Pisces, Capricorn, and Leo. I think it's good. It works for me. It's all good. <laughs> but the more evolved an old soul you are, the more tests there are. Oh, it's been a you know what. <laughs> but it's working out. So it's good to know your rising sign because your rising sign means what? It means how the world sees you. So we see you as a fun-loving person, ready to shine. Right. (laughs) 
that was such an eye-opener for me when I learned my rising sign. Because there's the dreamy Pisces side of me, yes. but then there's this other side of me. Yes. And then, thank God, for the Capricorn moon. That holds it all together. That holds it all together. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be high-flying. Because <laughs> there was a time in my life that I was either on stage or dreaming about being on stage. Oh, exhausting. I would just do one play after another play after another play until I found my Capricorn, which is like, okay. Business. Business. But where are you going, girl? Where are you going? <laughs> uh, so what is your moon and your rising sign? I'm a Taurus rising, and I have a Capricorn moon. Okay, Capricorn is our work ethic. It's the work ethic. It's also business. And people who've got a combination of Leo and Capricorn are very good at business. Mm. Think of I Love Lucy. Lucille Boy, Ball. she was all fun out front. But behind the scenes, she knew what she was doing. Right. And Taurus? Taurus is that quiet place, that retreat place. Yeah. So now that we get the lay of the land here in astrology, we often hear the phrase, avoid moon. The sun is never void. Right. The sun is always in a sign. Yes. And we always feel the energy of the sun in that sign. Yes. Like right now you said the sun is in... In Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Where he's very happy. And then he goes into Capricorn where he slows down. The sun is always involved. Yes. But sometimes the moon takes a pause. Between signs. Okay, explain that. In astrological terms, it's difficult to explain because it means that it's not making an aspect to any of the other planets. It's just alone in the sky? Alone in the sky, a little bit disoriented. I'm not sure where to go. <laughs> kind of hanging out there. And this happens frequently? Frequently. Every two days. Because the moon is traveling. It's making aspects to the other planets. And then it comes to a moment where it, there's no more aspects to be made. And you have to, you know, be a little bit more versed in astrology to understand an aspect. But when it comes to that time, it kind of goes sideways. And if you're trying to get something done, right. it's not going to come to fruition. So you might as well just take a step back and relax. Just pause. Yeah. Work with the moon. We can have the best ideas and the best intentions, but they things don't launch because we've right. maybe chosen a bad day. Yes. Now, the problem with that is you can think you're the problem. And if you not. do it often enough, you think you're a failure. When if you just did that at a different time, you would be tremendously successful. But now you have a calendar. Yeah, the Cosmic <laughs> Calendar from Jenny Stone. I love these. And where can we find them? Write to me, write to my website, and we'll, we'll send you one for free. And the website is lifewelllived.net. .net. Lifewelllived.net. Because this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it, it really smooths the journey. And imagine having a roadmap and know where you're going and yeah. know what, what turns to make. So we learned about the void moon. We learned about the, the, um, the, yeah, you've the got planets. Whole, you've, got a, you've got university here. Well, now that I understand <laughs> a little bit more, I, I love to teach. Okay, January's coming up. You've got things in red all over the place. Tell, warn us about the days in red. What's happening here? Oh, January is... January is this big meeting between Saturn and Pluto and a whole bunch of other planets as well. And that's going to be disruptive. 
what I'm guessing is you walk around in a kind of fog for a few days. But coming out of that, we're getting a very revolutionary movement that will bring down authority and make them accountable. And it may not happen on day one. (laughs) It may take a couple of years. And this is because... It's Saturn, Pluto, Mercury, the Sun, and a little a little asteroid called Ceres. And Ceres is about the movement to take care of Earth. We could use that. We revolution. could use that one. It's the environmental, and I think it's going to be because she's so. It's always a she. <laughs> she's so involved with all of the earth-born environmental stuff. I think it's a real turning point. When the planets clash like this, they put a lot of pressure on people on Earth. This time, it's also an internal thing. What's the authority in your life? Why are they putting so much pressure on us right now? They're hoping we're going to evolve into a better, higher state. And that's God speaking to us. It's time, it's time to stop the messing and start the fixing. That's Jenny Stone. Get her book, Power, Purpose, Direction, Astrology for the 2020s, and you'll get a free reading in the back of the book about your North Node and your purpose in life. That's an eye-opener. Visit her website, lifewelllived.net. That's lifewelllived.net. She would be so happy to hear from you and answer all of your questions. Hey, thank you for shining on today. Please visit me at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Our thought for the day is from J.P. Morgan, who said, anyone can be a millionaire, but to become a billionaire, you need an astrologer. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.